Oh, that's a franchise record. Are we rolling? We're rolling. <laughs> All right, cut, take two. <laughs> no, we'll keep rolling. You want to keep rolling because it's we'll, funny? We'll just keep rolling. I, All right. Well, it, it's... It, it, we at least can respond to adversity. Welcome to the... Yeah, well, let's just push through the early mistakes. Yes. I didn't realize... I, I'm waiting for a beep. Yeah. There's no beep. Doesn't it beep? Normally it does, but I changed the batteries, and that's why we recorded on the phone the other night. All right, night. before the wheels roll, fall off completely, yeah. this is the car cast. <laughs> I'm Owen. He's Sean. Yes. I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, chance of survival up 15 to 35% increase over the other night, yet because of... Dallas traffic, that's probably negated, right? Yeah, it's Sunday night, so it's, uh... Should be a lighter night, but it's earlier. It's only 10 o'clock. Which is nice. More nice because we get home earlier, not because there's more cars in the room. And no work tomorrow. Day off tomorrow. Day off tomorrow. Yeah. That's a wonderful day. Sevy skate for us. We're going to go skate. We're going to go play the Sevy Nooner in McKinney uh, at noon to 2. I think it's 12.15 to 1.45. 12.15, <laughs> I will take notice of that. So, <laughs> you'll tweet, you'll text me that question <laughs> later and ask. Um, so, if you want to join us uh, and play a little pickup hockey, a little scrimmage, a little drill, it's a lot of fun. So, Sevy Nooner and McKinney, there's our plug. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you skate in Plano on Fridays too, but the Monday McKinney is a nice alliterative term. Yes. Um, so, game happened. There a hockey game happened tonight. The uh, Stars lost four to one. They got booed off the ice. Winless uh, now in eight. Lost eight straight now. The tie, which is the franchise record for longest losing streak since the team relocated to Dallas. Oh six and two. Oh five and two had been a tied record. Um, the all-time franchise record was the 76 North Stars lost 10 straight. Oh. So that is still within reach. Um, don't think they want to do that. They don't think they want to do that. Now, now that's so. that's lost 10 straight because ah, yes, they didn't so, have so, overtime points. So, yes. Um, this so, is a... W- yeah. Again, here's semantics. Yes. But it's a winless streak, not a losing streak. Yes. Because they earn points, which means they didn't lose yes. in regulation. Yes. So 0-6-2, oh, and two, but it's the, it's the longest winless streak. Yes. Um, which, which I guess technically I'd have to... And we're in this yeah. range when we're talking about whether it's winless or losing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Again, perhaps moot at this point of the season. Either way, the Stars have completely fallen off the they wagon. not won a game in eight. Yes. And that means that at the same time, Bruce kind of said this during our radio postgame show tonight, that he just wants to talk about Stars in the three Stars positively. And when you've lost eight straight or winless in eight, mm-hmm. it's hard to be positive about guys on your team in the three stars of the game. Yeah. So they lost. It wasn't a good game for the stars at all. They, they bounce scored in two games. We A lot of us look at the Vancouver Canucks 6 nothing loss uh, 20 games ago now, roughly. February and they, 11th. Yeah. Um, as kind of the start of everything falling to falling apart. Um, they've been it at- was the first time. So yeah, I had yeah. this conversation with Bob Sturm the other day on Twitter. It was it's, it, He said that since Bishop was hurt, they haven't won a game. And Bob is... Uh, and he's talking about the second injury, not the... And Bob is echoing... Bob is actually echoing company line on that because I've talked to a couple people within the organization who have said that as well. And I think that's a bit of an excuse. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Prior to Bishop not being available... They were 500. Yes. But they were on a five-game winning streak before that Vancouver game. So here's my thought on all this. The first one, the when Bishop got hurt, that's the beginning of the collapse. The Vancouver loss was the first wound that injured the team. They were still yeah. on their feet, but they were hurt. Yes. This is the metaphor we're going yeah. with. They, they fell. 
when Bishop went. Yeah. They actually hit the ground, but they were they were staggering. So it was, or if you want to use the boxer reference, they were uh, they were not woozy, but hadn't hit the canvas yet. Bishop going down was the knockout blow. Yeah. So now they're I mean they're actually technically still in mathematically. I think like their their official math the odds are now like 0.4 percent actually to get into the playoffs. So you're saying there's a chance. So, I think win six and get some luck. Yeah, I don't. Think, I don't think there's I any luck. I mean, we were saying win seven and get some luck. You got you got to win six, and then you need every other team in front of you to lose. Even By the way, know. winning six in a row requi- also requires winning a one, home. Win, win, it also requires you to win a game. Okay, all right. <laughs> you got to win one to get six. You got to win in that six a home and home with the Minnesota Wild, who are playing very good hockey yeah. right now, and then sweeping a California trip of three teams all vying for one of the playoff spots in the Pacific. San Jose is definitely going to make it, and then it's either going to be L.A. or Anaheim, probably not both, because I think Colorado's going to hang on, but they may not. You know what would be wild? Yeah. And I say this without a pun. What if both made it when we talked about, for big portions of this season, that the two wildcard spots were coming out of the Central because yeah. one good Central team wasn't going to make it. Yeah. Well, St. Louis has fought their way back in when we yeah. thought they were left for dead when they traded Paul Stastny away. Mm-hmm. They might make it, and what if what if for some reason they hold on and L.A. doesn't... I mean, that would be yeah. crazy, but I can see very much that L.A. is in that and yeah. Anaheim. Well, that, I mean, that L.A. game, I actually still think it won't, it won't have it for Dallas, but I think that last... that season finale for L.A. could have some meaning. For them, sure. But I think the Stars could be playing spoiler the final night of the season. Well, here's the interesting thing, John, is that let's say that one is for not a playoff spot or a playoff, but a spot within the playoffs. Yes. So maybe it's the difference between third place in the Pacific in a wild against card. San Jose and the second wild card, Nashville. Yeah. That's, that a, big has, that's, that's a, a big game. Difference. That's and a nothing big game. against San, yeah. San Jose. They're a good team, but Nobody right now, other than maybe Winnipeg, is the national predators in the West. No, that's going to be a heck of a series, Winnipeg Nashville in the second round. It's going to be fun to watch. For sure, it's going to be those two. I don't know for sure. I I don't know for sure, but it's what I want to see. I I don't think anybody's going to knock Nashville out in the first round, regardless of who they play. But Winnipeg is a young team as far as playoff experience. They're good. I don't know if they if they have the playoff chops, they could be the upset team team upset just because they haven't done it as a group before. Yeah. Same thing with the Vegas Golden yes. Knights. Yes, for sure. Again, we've yeah. done way off our It's okay. We're going off topic, topic anyway tonight. That's, we're, 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 we we're, we're, we're just going on a lightning round. We're having some fun tonight. So, guidelines. By the way, a great shorthanded goal by Matias Gagnard. Yes, yes. Give, yes give. Stars had the lead on a shorthanded goal, but the lead lasted for 30 seconds. Yes. That and, was disappointing. Yes, and Reed Boucher, apparently a Stars killer, who has the Rizzles this season, all three against Dallas. All in Dallas. All in Dallas. He hasn't scored a goal outside of the American Airlines Center yeah. this year. He's only played two games. Yeah. And he has four points. Yeah. He has an assist tonight. Ridiculous. Granted, yeah. it was the second assist on... An empty netter at the end. No. Oh, no. On, oh, no. on, the, thir- on the third goal, yes. Jake for ten and goal. Yeah, no idea I pronounced that one. Uh, <laughs> you didn't or I didn't? No, I had no idea I pronounced that one. I was just going to let right. you say it. Yeah, well, <laughs> not the only time we've heard that tonight. 
Uh, let's get to some lightning round questions. We're going to have some more fun with this one. Um, from Robert. Favorite food and drink for you guys to enjoy while watching games? Now, quick, we don't... Boy, there's, a lot of, there's some gray area to that question. There's some gray area. Um, <laughs> typically, we uh, we are not drinking adult beverages during Stars games because we are working during Stars games. Yeah, so um, I'm not drinking an adult beverage during the game. Yes. Very um, nice. Not unlike tonight where one would be welcome. Yes. Uh, but not tonight. And I will occasionally have an adult beverage after the game. Yes, when um, you know that I'm driving. Yes. Or even maybe when you're not watching. No, no. no yes, yes, it's nice when you carpool because you know that. I, on the other hand, am down in the post-game at Valor Bar Burger. You're in the bar. I'm in a bar. I could buy a drink. I've had some really nice fans ask me if I want one from the bar during the post-game show, which I have politely declined. But I haven't had the free, the complimentary bucket of adult beverages yes. that sometimes apparates upstairs. I'll, I'll phrase it this way then. If you're sitting at home and you're enjoying a sporting event on television, okay, what is your go-to uh, what is your go-to snack snack and drink? Depends on the time of the night. Okay. Um, because I'm a big fan of the a couple hours after dinner ice cream. Yes. Which doesn't go well with. Does he post the no, not really. sports beer? Does not go with the beer. Um, Can't go with the wine, depending on the wine. Yeah. It depends, it depends on the wine. I'm not a huge ice cream and alcohol combination yes. at the same time. That's now, fair. I'm a, I might have a beer and then later have ice cream or vice versa, but usually not yes. concurrently. That's fair. Um, so, I'm going to go that Texas has really been a big chips and salsa, chip, chips and queso kind of thing, and a beer is a nice. Or. You know what? If you're trying to go a little healthier, popcorn. Yeah. Uh, home. I like the the power pop, the air pops, or or if you really want to get fancy, the pop the popcorn on the stove top. Okay, there you go. Not the microwave yeah. popcorn. Yeah. Now microwave with the air popper, it's pretty good. But if you use the actual bag of microwave, yeah. it's, I'll use that when I'm at the ticket studio yeah. sometimes. Typically, I'll do the chip. How is it always about food when I'm? <laughs> I, I know Typically, I like okay, food. Okay, I, 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 come on. Typically, I do the chips and queso. But okay. for, for example, last night I'm watching the Duluth Air Force game. I'm, yep. I'm actually sitting outside watching it on my patio on the computer. You rock a s'more? Or two? Yep, yep, rocking a doing. A, we did some we sausage did s'mores. Yeah, a week yeah, ago. Yeah, we, we did the kids' school uh, spring break. We did some sausages on the grill. Ooh, can't go wrong. So, sausages that. on the grill and made some s'mores over the fire. I have to make sausage for dinner tomorrow night. Yeah. I think about that. Well, Italian sauce, peppers, and onions. Oh, sounds good. And it, there's two ways to do that. One, the big hoagie roll. If you're from Philadelphia, or hero, or sandwich, or sub, yep. depending on your regional dialects. Mm -hmm. Or I like to chop it up with some vodka sauce and uh, a nice penne. Yeah, great pasta. We, we did. We did. If you, uh, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> we uh, last night. Last night we had the uh, we did a uh, chicken and apple sausages. Ooh, that with nice. uh, with the uh, Hawaiian sweet rolls as the bun. Nice. Did you find? Was it the? Was it the chicken apples spicy or? Uh, not spicy. We, we also had some uh, spinach feta ones as well. Uh, okay. Uh, but the uh, typically go Italian. Well, and, and the hot, the spicier. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a hot chicken apple. Okay. So it's really good. Um, Let's move on to the next maybe, question. Maybe some saffron. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question, which also has to be about food. a lot of time about food already. <laughs> the next question is also about food. Right. <laughs> um, pancakes or waffles? Why does it have to be one or the other? This question's from this question's from Kristen, and I agree okay. wholeheartedly. Kristen, I like both. I also like French toast. Mm -hmm. Almost anything um, bread related with syrup. 
but I, I, I like to make homemade pancakes. We don't own a waffle iron. I'm sure if we did, I would make batter and use it. I like waffles, um, but I typically, I have pancakes more because I whip them up from scratch and make them at home. With yeah. a variety of ingredients, sometimes you just do the plain, others, blueberries, uh, strawberries chopped up, bananas, coconut, we need some chocolate chips in there. I'm a big fan of the banana chocolate chip pancake. Yep. I, here's my favorite though. I am from Maine. Mm-hmm. I am a blueberry snob. If you don't understand the difference and you haven't had Maine wild blueberries, you can buy them frozen down here, although they're very expensive, uh, per, per blueberry at least. But wild Maine blueberries in pancakes are, are exquisite, divine, fabulous, on and on. But yeah, hey, um, if you want to go on a slightly different pancake rant, one of my favorite all time was the French crepe in Paris. Okay. With Nutella, banana, and coconut. I actually, I, 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 and it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a street vendor kind of thing, and it's they have cranberries everywhere there, and it's fabulous. I've had the same thing, but not the coconut. Actually, I feel like I missed out on the coconut. Yeah, you know what? They have one in the Stonebriar Mall. Oh, okay. In the food court, they have one. They don't have all of those combinations. I'm sure if I asked. Gotcha. But they do have the, I think the Nutella banana. Uh, I don't know, what a, yeah. strawberry yeah. or something like that. So I have a hockey question and a food question. Which one do you want first? Well, let's go hockey. We haven't talked about okay. it in a while. Hockey. Um, what is the NHL etiquette on having a second team for when your first choice bombs out in just two weeks? Is it okay if it's in the other conference? I think it's almost preferred. Yes. Because here's the thing. If you want to cheer for a team in the playoffs, and everybody does, mm-hmm. you can pay, if you don't have a horse in the race, Go for another one. Now, if it's a, like last year, it was almost hard not to cheer for Nashville because they were the last team in. It was a bit of a Cinderella story, and they had a great fan base reaction. Um, atmosphere was awesome, and it was really good for the game of hockey in general to see that kind of a buzz. Mm-hmm. So even though they're an arrival in the division, you can see why people would jump onto that. This year, again, they're going to have a great atmosphere, but it's almost more of the... They're the favorite. Yeah. So as a division rival, it's going to be hard to maybe, but it's also a smaller market, so I don't know. Um, I would say feel free to, to pick whoever you want, mm-hmm. and just remember who your first team is. And also feel free to... What do you think? You agree with that? Yeah, and also it's something where feel free to root for good stories. And so you if you don't have to, if you don't feel like having to pick one team... You can say you're a Stars fan. You can say I'm going to root for the former Stars that I sure that or do yes. right. There will be some yeah. in there um, uh, from this year. Yes, but here's one thing that I would do: do the March Madness movement and just cheer for upsets. There you go. Watch so, watch the higher seeds explode yeah. mm-hmm. and see what happens afterwards. I mean, look at what the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks got swept in the first round after winning the division, and they've been on a downward spiral ever since. Yeah. People really know our uh, MO is food, because food questions keep coming in. <laughs> Are they trying to make us hungry? I, I don't know. All right. Uh, the, uh, we'll, we'll go through these real quick, and then we'll get back to some hockey questions. Soft pretzels or Nestle cookies? Why does that have to be a choice? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> You're talking about a different time of the evening. I really like a big pretzel, you know, like... I, I guess I, we've only made them once or twice at home. Mm-hmm. My my older son actually said, "Hey, do you remember when we did he made one when we lived in Austin? We haven't done it probably since. Where he was twisting the pretzel dough, and he did like a perfect twist. After several attempts from all of us were just awful. Sounds like a very proud moment in a family. And, and he remembered. He said, hey, "Do you remember when we made pretzels and I did a perfect one? 
or it was a really good one. Yeah. I don't know if there's such a thing as a perfect pretzel twist, but it was sort of like the uh, the the savant move of how are you good at doing pretzels when you've never done it before, oh. and then when you do another one, and it's not nearly the same. So, like a good soft pretzel, like a good cookie. Why did why do you, have you know you, this this does make it this does segue back to hockey. This does segue back to hockey because the second to last game of the year, the Stars play in Anaheim, and in Anaheim they have Anaheim Ducks shaped logo shaped soft pretzels in the press box. By the way, if you are in Anaheim for that trip, would you open? I right? will be yes. And you don't track down Matt Cotto in the merchandise stand somewhere in the building. Okay. Our old colleague from the Texas Stars and part of our fantasy football league. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that'll be a fail. You missed him last time, but you were it's your first trip. Yeah. Yeah, things going on. I was eating soft pretzels. <laughs> I don't know where he is exactly in the building, but I feel like that's a must. If nothing else, to talk about fantasy football. Yes. All right. Put that on your list. Let's get back to hockey questions. Okay. Um, this is a... Uh, if they lose every game from here on out, is anyone's job safe in the organization? Um... I don't think that it matters between now and the end of the year whether they win another game as far as somebody's job. Yeah. It may be, you know, from a player standpoint, some performances between here and the end can help. Hey, this guy showed us something. Hey, we saw him do this under these circumstances. We liked the character even when the team was down and out. But I think missing the playoffs by one point and missing it by 15 is yeah. almost irrelevant at this point. I think job statuses have already been decided by an eight-game losing streak. Whether whether jobs are going to be lost, or I don't know if the decisions have been made yet. But I, I don't think I don't I think losing eight games versus losing 14 to end the season, I don't think that's that's a difference of no, we're going to we're going to fire somebody this week and ended their playoff run. Yes. So I think when right. decisions are made, the decision may not be final yet, but the decision on whoever that is, I think it will be looked at the same way. Um, and we're talking about management, we're talking about personnel sure. and stuff like that. There will be, be a complete autopsy, and yeah. it will handle all aspects yes. of the players, coaches, yes. GM. And I really don't, th- and I don't think, the, and I don't, and I think the final six games really only matter much for the players, the Curtis McKenzies of the world, who are trying to the, prove the it. guys on the bubble yeah. that could. Can I? Do I deserve another contract? Yeah. Uh, and he's also on display, a guy like McKenzie for other teams. Exactly, for sure. And a guy like um, I don't know, say Penny DuFa like Antoine Roussel is maybe playing to see what he Who can. Hasn't scored a goal yeah. this year. And I said this year, this calendar, this calendar year. year, yeah. I mean, he hasn't scored since December twenty-first. So I don't know if that's necessarily the his big thing is to get off that snide, but probably wouldn't hurt. Um, Okay. ETA on Colton and Jake, which is more likely to leave school early and when. I actually have the answer on this. Um, okay. I actually have a, uh, I'll have more of a write-up tomorrow on this. Um, Jake, Ooh, breaking news yes. on the car cast. Um, I actually already put this in my 2020. Colton Point okay. is not turning pro um, okay. this year. He has decided to return for his junior year. He and the Stars discussed that. Um, and Colton decided he wanted to go back to Colgate for his junior year. Are you uh, surprised? I am not surprised at that. I mean, I, I could see you being surprised if... Wanting a goalie to come out after a junior going into the senior year, obviously, because there's some risk involved there if you lose the rights, if the player decides not to sign. But sophomore to junior is less surprising, yeah. especially at, at his young age. Basically what it does is, frankly, it probably changes. All it really changes, in my mind, is how they approach the AHL goalie role this year. Because if Colton points said, hey, I want to come out, 
I believe that he'd be given the chance to win the NHL starting job. They go point and bow. Uh, probably that's, as a duo, yeah, yeah, that's, or even DeRozier is a someone to think about. Maybe. Uh, but, yeah. But here's the question, and, and maybe the, we're yeah. getting too early on this. Do the Stars try their best to keep Mike McKenna in the list? Maybe because he obviously has done some great things. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then on Ottinger. Their Ottinger season ended tonight. Um, the Stars aren't going to. They've spoken with his representation, but they're not going to. Uh, um, but they're not going to uh, talk to the. But they, they're respecting the player, and they weren't talking to the player at all until after. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. just yeah. literally got done with his playoff run. Yeah. I think it would be a little harsh to try to put that yeah. question to him right this second. Maybe in a week. Maybe in a few days. Yeah. But. Not tonight. Let's see. I mean, they're, they're a, what, a game away from the Frozen yeah, Four. exactly. They lost to Michigan, which is uh, Joseph Sassoni. Um, two of the three. Yeah. We knew it would be yeah. two of three. But yep. So, um, with Riley Tufte's UMD. Yep. Which, uh, which Texas, speaking of college hockey, which Texas college would you like to see fielded a Division One NCAA team? Division One? Yes. Hmm. Texas school. I mean, the ones. The, the, what are the two big ones that you probably think of would be UT and AM? Probably, but I think I think. Um, well, if you start thinking of logistics and everything like that, A and M might actually have the space to build a rink, more right. because it's more. Uh, I mean, rural. look, UT plays their club hockey at Cedar Park Center, right? Yes. Still. Uh, well, they also play at Shepherd Ice. They play Shepherd. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. but they don't have a rink on campus. Yeah. I'm sure that UT has the the money to do that if they wanted to. I'm, they're a gigantic university. Yeah. So they they can find a way to fundraise or use some endowment. But um, if you look at DFW, I mean, do you go for the biggest school? Do you say TCU? Do you look for something closer, North Texas and Denton? I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I think I mean, for D1, it, it'd have to be a pretty big one, wouldn't it? Because if Arizona uh, State, you have to have... A, a pretty large school that has the kind of budget to be able to travel because you're not going to have teams nearby. Or you don't even have. Or the other thing you could do is you see a lot of college hockey. You look at the fair states of the world where they're Division three for everything else. Right. Division one for hockey. Um, you could see a, uh, for example, in in Dallas. Just and I'm not saying this would be the school that would do it. Dallas Baptist is Division one for baseball, but okay. Division three for everything else, which is interesting. Yeah. And I might be wrong. If, if I'm wrong on that, please correct me, somebody. But I, yeah, I definitely yeah, don't know on yeah. that. Uh, but that was my understanding, at least it was explained to me once. So I understand. I might understand college baseball is not uh, my area of expertise, but and uh, also there's a lot more baseball teams in Texas for yes. Division One sports than hockey, since yep. there are none. Yep. Um, and that's a big deal because there are some remote for college hockey teams out there, like Alaska Anchorage, mm-hmm. Arizona State. Air Force had yep. a couple in Colorado, but yep. not. I mean, it's a little easier. They yep. have Colorado College and and Denver, but I, I think Texas makes the most sense because they could be a good partnership with Arizona State to try and grow it a bit more. To grow more of a Southwest Conference of some kind. So, um, we'll do some quick ones that we can answer. Um, Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad, and you're not allowed to say both. Both. Okay, I'm not allowed to say You're both. You're not allowed to say both. Is there more to it? You kind of linger. There's there. a hockey question part of it too, but we're just okay. answering the not. Um, Game of Thrones, and I love both. I really like both. Um, 
I don't know why I'm saying maybe because I've watched Game of Thrones more recently. I, and it's I, not over with. That's the hard part yeah, too. That's the other thing because the ending of a show is key I've to the. I watched the uh, entire series of Breaking Bad in one three-month binge. I have not yet seen the end of Game of Thrones because nobody has. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it's going to be an epic movie-length. For episode only about six, but they're going to be like two hours long. We, so we hear, we don't know. Yep. Um, both have redefined what television watching is. One was, of course, on HBO, so it's a little different. Although Breaking Bad was plenty violent without the need for, you know, being on premium cable. I, I will give, I, in my in my opinion, I'll give. I like both. I, I, they're so I, different. I'll, but I'll give Breaking Bad a slight edge if it's I'm thinking. Different, it's a different yeah. genre entirely. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Any others that we can answer quickly before we go? Um, Appreciate all the questions, by yes, the way. Yes, everyone. Thank you for the questions. Um, this is, what it is. This is a good one. Just And we'll end it on this. Um, this is from Trey. I'm graduating from UNT in May with a major in radio, TV, and film. As an, as an aspiring sports reporter, what was some of the best advice you were given going through your career? Different type of sports reporting. So from broadcasting perspective, um, if you want to do something on air, TV, radio, whatever, you have to do it. You have to get behind the mic and practice either on your own time or find a way to do something. Now, today's day and age, everybody has podcasts, including this one here. You can do it in your car. You can do it in your car. <laughs> we have. Uh, but no, it's it's true. The only way to get better is by practice and repetition. And so one of the first people I ever spoke to who was in the radio business when I was trying to decide what my... I had a couple offers for my first job in baseball. Um, one was with a AAA team, which was really cool to come out of college and, and get a, an offer as an intern as a, for a AAA. That's really high up. You know, I kind of thought initially, oh, you know, you go right there, go right to the majors. It's not that easy. But I, it, naive me didn't know any better. So part of me thought, AAA, wow, you're really close. But it wasn't a lot of on-air play-by-play innings, which is what I was most interested with. And I had another job offer where it was uh, a lot more on-air with an independent baseball team, much smaller scale and not nearly as prestigious, but it turned out to be the absolute right choice. I'm sure the other one would have worked out well, but you have to get, whether you have a a tape recorder, in this case your iPhone or a a digital recorder, in the bleachers of a game, if you go up to a a high school or even a a little league game and say, hey, would you like to broadcast your game? There's technology you can do now that you could never do when I was growing up as far as reaching fans. Um, that's the way to do it. How do you break into that side of the business? You have to practice. Sean, to the writing side. Yeah, it's very similar. I mean, a lot of that is the repetition, and it's uh, I mean, it's a day and age now where anybody can start a blog on WordPress or anything like that. And so, and the key there is just um, the key. The key is a finding your voice for who you are as a writer. I think that's one of the biggest things that I was kind of told. Where um, a and obviously you should work hard and you should. And you should try and jump at every opportunity and, and, and do everything you can. Um, but I think the, one of the biggest things for me as a writer has always been just finding my voice and what works for me. Um, there's certain people I like who I've taken things from, and there's certain people who... And that's uh, announcing it, for me yeah, is the and, same way. And, and so I think that's the biggest thing for, from the writing side of it, if anyone's interested in going to the writing side of it, is find what, you're, what you enjoy, the style you enjoy writing, what, how you feel comfortable doing it, and that way you're being yourself when you're doing it. I think that's a big thing about it, and I think that's why I enjoy my job still and why I was willing to 
work and cover 16 high school football games a day a week and things like that to get to this opportunity. And I don't so, know if you're the same way, Sean, but when I I re- didn't even realize until I started working in the business how much I scrutinized and studied as just a fan play-by-play announcers on television and on radio and how I absorbed what I liked and didn't like and started taking from those uh, play-by-play guys as a kid and and growing up without necessarily knowing I was doing it. And I'm sure when you read good sports writing, you're looking at the same thing. Well, and that's the other thing, too. Reading is big, too, on the the sport. I mean, it's it's, going to sound silly, but it's... You really should read everything. I read every, everything that gets written about the stars, whether it's from my publication to any of the other publications. I tend to read everything. Um, I read I read a lot, um, and it's just you kind of a. It helps you if you're doing a beat. It helps you get a better idea of what everything else is happening. Maybe you miss something. Who knows? There's always yeah. a tidbit yeah. somewhere. There's always right. a tidbit, and also it helps you just kind of it helps you keep yourself fresh because you're always reviewing and you're always looking at things. Um, well, and also, what what is somebody else out there doing that I like? Can I mm-hmm. take creative license and borrow from it? You know, not rip somebody off yeah, and just completely steal their idea, but maybe there's a, a thing, I really like this, I'd like to incorporate that. Um, you know, I like this format. Uh, you do a yeah. thing, 2020, which reminds me a lot of uh, Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts in the style of doing it in sort of n- numbered... Yeah, uh, and, I, uh, and, and I, they're I, not I, necessarily... Uh, identical, but they're similar because you know you can be a quick thought. It can be a more elaborate one, and that's but, very much. And, and I will admit, full limit, that's very much of an idea that and I kind I've of seen generated from. Also, that. do things like that. It means that is also a bit of a flattery, right? When yeah. when I do play by play, I like to think it's me, but I absolutely have influence from some of the guys that I listen to on my favorite teams growing up. Mm-hmm. And even now, you hear stuff and you go, "Oh, I like how he does this. I don't like how he does this." or she does that, or whoever, and it's just interesting. By the way, just on a side note to pull us off the rails again, we went from extremely silly to extremely serious I know, at the end. I know, and, 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 and that's <laughs> sticking with that same thing, like something I do right now that I realize has really helped me, um, I don't, I, I admit, I don't understand analytics to the extent that a lot of people, a lot of people, there's a lot of writers who do a really great job with it, and it's something that I try to get better at, and it's something where I've always considered, um, like, Two years ago, I bought Rob Volman's book. Yep. And I read his book cover to cover. Didn't understand half of it while I was going through it because I was just trying to learn about it and everything like that. Um, and th- that's the type of thing where I like to read writers who understand things I don't. I like to understand things where I'm reading, where I'm learning things, and so that way maybe I can do something like that. And maybe when somebody reads something I'm writing, maybe they're learning something too. Right. And look, there's tons of advice we can throw out there to people that are interesting. One is to always try to get better. That's what we're talking about. What can I do to enhance what I'm doing? I went from calling, you know, 800 play-by-play games to suddenly hosting where I'm not doing that. And I was watching the Stars game early on going, I'm finding my focus waning a little bit because or wavering because I'm not literally talking about what I'm watching. So I wasn't necessarily keeping as full a concentration on the play. So I started tracking quality chances. Mm-hmm. One, because it helped go back and review stuff at later in the game, but also because instead of standing there saying, Sagan passes to Ben, goes up the left wing, yada, yada, now I'm doing something where I really am keeping my attention. Mm-hmm. And, and so that helps. And then all of a sudden we start talking about whether Owen's quality chances deserve the unofficial asterisks or not. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, everyone, 
thank you for listening. Um, thank you for all the questions. I know we only got to even half of them, so thank you for no, all the I, questions. We, I liked the extra participation tonight. Keep it up. We'll do another one on Tuesday. We'll do another one. Hopefully there's a bit, the game's a little bit better. Um, everyone, if not, we'll start if, doing off-season questions because it's getting that time. Yep. Everyone have a, have a wonderful evening, and we'll uh, talk on Tuesday.